Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zulkin Count is called Yellow Overtone Star, and it is the fifth day of the Yellow Seed Wave Spell. It is the Electric Moon Day 24. I forget that every day is a portal day. <laughs> I don't feel like I am doing that kind of super expressive or intensified um, traveling through time. I, I don't feel like I'm being pulled through big doorways, but maybe if I would just pay more attention. So we've had three, if you include today, White Electric, World Bridger, blue self-existing hand, yellow overtone star. And there's seven yet to go, a whole week of portals to go. I'm pretty sure I'll start noticing that. The one thing that is very much on topic or on point is something I spoke about, I think, last time, which is just that the yellow seed waste felt to me has this sort of funny... It's almost a trap uh, or a psych where it feels like everything is just breaking through. Like you can feel the growth. But as I was sort of portraying, like I'm moving really far out into the future with my perception or with my anticipation. And I don't feel wrong. You know, I don't feel like my future isn't going to hold the things that I'm thinking about or perceiving but I don't think it's happening right now that's my cautionary tone about this wave spell is that things feel like they're just bursting into bloom and I think they're rather you know budding and um, there is more of a futuristic bloom I could be wrong, but I just noticed today, I was like, wow, I just feel like these breakthroughs are happening and I'm arriving in my new life. And then I'm all, doesn't this happen every time we're in the yellow seed portals where I notice that when the yellow seed wave spell is over, I didn't necessarily manifest everything I was experiencing. It was more like a view into the pretty immediate future. So whatever that is that I talked about at length last time came up organically for me today. And yet today, 
organically. I don't know how to describe it, partly because I am still sick. And I think that, uh, well, I don't have COVID, but I think having had COVID, which I think I've had only once, uh, but I definitely had like long COVID residual feelings, not forever, but for a while. And I feel like I'm in that again, that having a bad cold just triggered me to revert to my long COVID symptoms. So I am a pretty, um, I have a lot of inertia and that is relevant because it's, I'm missing some of the synchronicities. I'm not sharp. I'm not sharp on the magic. Uh, I was somehow without now remembering why I was thinking like, oh, this is what it's like being a plant. Maybe a plant doesn't have the sharpest mind, but a plant is super sensitive and aware. I don't mean that plants aren't just like rich with dynamism, but maybe it's not intellectual. But this, this wave spell is supported by Blue Eagle, which is very visionary and intellectual. So I don't know why my mind can't really snap to, except it's inundated with, uh, yeah, in, invasive viral uh, darkness. And so what else about yellow seeds since we're really in it? The portals themselves are not going to be as rending as the red serpent portals. I think partly because the red serpent portals come when we haven't had a run of 10 portals in any kind of recent way. Whereas this set of 10 portals happened about 40 days ago, you know, something like it. So we're not just absolutely, you know, overcome with this belief that we could have so many portals in a row because we've, we've done it. And we can remember it, some some part of it. And also just the nature of the two, as I also spoke about last podcast, that Red Serpent is, to me, always on an energy level. The tribe focuses on survival and fear and anxiety can be stirred when we're in survival mode. And yellow seed just, again, it's a seed time. It's plant life. Even though a serpent lives very close to the earth, almost to blend with it, the seed goes into the earth, not just the surface, but down deep into the earth. And um, it's a lot, there's a lot less movement, you know, even less movement there. My daughter is yellow seed, my second daughter. So it just, she would never listen to this or I wouldn't really want her to be hear me say this so bluntly but she like has a lot of inertia she does hike which I think is great because yellow seed is trying to scatter itself over the earth but she like as a child and in her adult life likes to spend a lot of time sitting around and reading and watching baseball and listening to music and doing puzzles and she can be creative in her own way, but you know, it's like sitting down in her apartment. She is not hyperactive. So, I mean, I don't know how to learn a lot about yellow seed from her because I don't want to 
make you all also be exposed to a Scorpio female um, millennial. But I mean, I've tried to observe her. She's really good at this other quality of the Yellow Seed tribe's personality. And I don't know quite how we are experiencing it right now, but she's really good at knowing or finding things like targets awareness is one of the phrases for yellow seed and that's why she does puzzles because she's really good at it and uh whatever the motor skill there it's like you are looking to um find little seeds one after another and put them where they belong and so i don't know in this yellow seed wave spell are you able to do that like as a kid, if I had no idea where my, when she was a child and I didn't know where like my car keys were or, you know, some other thing that I had put down, like you just send her to find it. And she was really good at that. So I, that doesn't really relate to my story because I constantly am trying to figure out where my car keys are and I live up a bunch of stairs. So it's dramatic just like a lot of my day is going up and down the stairs, checking the vehicle, checking the house, checking the vehicle one more time. So I haven't found the yellow seed agency yet to uh, find things easily. I will say that part of my theme in the yellow seed way spell is having rats in the house, not sewer rats. They're adorable. I would think with four dogs, I would have fewer rats, but my next door neighbor did an extermination of many rats. And like a children's fairy tale, they were like wiped out over there and sought refuge over here. And I've seen one inside, then I've seen one trying to get in along this crack in my floor, like shining my flashlight into the crack to be like, is that how they would get in? And seeing one, I only mention this because they really like seeds. <laughs> like that is their dream. You think cheese from cartoons, but they like seeds and nuts. Nuts are seeds. So there's some seeds and nuts in a little cruelty-free trap. And then there's some cruel peanut butter and baking soda in the crack. So there's going to be murder and there's also going to be catch and release that's benign. Uh, let's see, I, I have this foggy brain. I would like to just refer back to the year, partly because by the time we next meet, We'll be entering the self-existing moon. It starts on Tuesday and we complete this electric moon. It'll be the self-existing moon in our self-existing year. And I'm trying to refocus now and then and be like, it's a red self-existing moon year. It's my antipode red moon. And I, I don't remember in recent red moon years kind of having to underscore that for myself. Um, there was a time when my antipode was terrifying to me. And then I felt like I had really done a lot of integrative work, but I was living in Southern California which, by the ocean. And it's very red moony to do that. It's very tidal and 
feminine there and um, universal water. You know, people live for the water, not just to look at it, but to be in it. Water sports, water exploration, like immersion in water. And so I think that in of itself was really balancing for me. And now I don't, I live right by the water, but it's not warm water and it's not feminine energetic atmosphere here next to a men's prison hardly at all and I am noticing uh, that this red moon year feels antipodal and you know harder for me it's forcing me into a place that I'm uncomfortable and will ultimately really balance and restore me but the theme of this year it's purification. It is universal water. That's what Red Moon refers to. And um, and the moon itself. I mean, what can you say about the moon? It's pretty steady, but it fluctuates. And that's part of what a Red Moon tribe experience is, whether it's a day or 13 days or a whole year. It's that we would fluctuate like the moon does like the tides too, so that they're not zigzagging. It's not helter-skelter. It's very, very like progressive transformation, but it circles, you know, endlessly. The moon is just circling us and, you know, it doesn't have any autonomy except to complete the orbit over and over and over. And that is really soothing. And that is part of the flow of the red moon tribe as well. It's just like, we're not, you know, we're going to flow like water seeks its balance. We're going to follow when we're in the water, what the moon is doing to us in terms of gravitational forces. There's so much surrender when you come to red moon, which is why it has a feminine attribute because I'm not saying women surrender to men, that's like scary um, to simplify it that way, but rather the feminine archetype aspect of self is the part of us that is surrendering. And then there's the part of us that's, you know, directive or, you know, just has great explorative uh, drive and it's not men, but it's it's opposite of that. So we're in the red moon year of a not like recessive as if you're powerless, but just the action again is to go with the flow just because that's what water does. And to be cyclical as in the tides, as in how water moves from, you know, I always say this, like it evaporates, it rises as steam and then it's a cloud, and then it's rainfall, and then it's a puddle, and so forth. So I think there's something beautifully elemental about the red moon year that's not raw like the blue storm year two years ago, because that's had the pattern every two years is blue storm, and then two years later is red moon. Like I don't think it is... Um, certainly not like cathartic and disruptive and cacophonous and you know pushing against our vulnerabilities 
it's just pushing us into vulnerability and uh, purification. I think, I mean, I'm speaking of my own experience, but I am trying to attribute it to the year. It's like the purification comes because when I surrender and am not taking, you know, I don't have the capability of being vastly directive and steamroll through things, which is just not red moon at all. Uh, when I'm in this more recessive place, I have to be in a purification process because I'm noticing, you know, I'm not headstrong and um, able to just like bust through things. I'm, I'm feeling and flowing around objects or experiences and take taking them in. You know, just think of how water like just winds its way around and of course is touching everything it's passing over and all of that is sensitizing and stimulating but it isn't like active directing so again in this place of slight passivity and I just don't mean it in a demeaning way I just mean it in a you know, in the reflexive, like passive and active in this more passive time where we don't, as I was thinking earlier, have to be so intellectual, then we're going to notice what is going on with our vessel of water, our body, what is going on with the waterways within our own body. And uh, I am so in the face of that. And my electric moon is winding up as yours is with some lessons. How can I best be of service? Um, I mean, I can't be of service hardly at all as a builder (laughs) or house painter. Like I would have been fired long ago or very recently. Just like I can't do it. I'm too tired, but... Um, I can be of service to myself, the self-service that's required. I talked about this last podcast where you, you just, you're like, okay, I have to be of service to myself. Like I have to hook up my electric tone is about getting electrified, jolted and, you know, fully, um, inspired and, uh, energized by divinity. Not so I'm like popping off. Woo. It's all good but rather like, cause I'm so depleted, I have to plug my, you know, electric vehicle self into one of those units that are so perplexing if you have a regular car as I do. So let's, uh, let's go into the augury of the future. Um, I feel like that would be fairest rather than me just talking about things like rats um i guess i'll talk a little tiny bit in transition about my my child my in utero child it's not in my uterus but uh, it's totally in someone else's and as a girl which is part of uh my electric tone question how can i best be of service i can be mother to a daughter I've done it twice before. It's going to be all that I do in this lifetime in terms of uh, 
parenting. My exposure will be solely to females. And um, I had this original idea of raising her completely, not like exclusively in the natural time tradition, but just boldly and without apology. Like she would know what day it was every day and we would chat about it. Not like, you know, ritualistic enforcement, just like, hey, blue monkey day, who's being silly, you know? And uh, it's funny as I get even halfway through this anticipation process, like it's hard (laughs) when no one else in the world, not even many of my friends, some um, follow the calendar, I mean, I actually don't have any friends that follow the calendar every day like I do. My mother does. My mother does. But, you know, it's hard to convince people that that was a great idea. Um, so uh, I try, I'm try. i trying. I will try. And I will. it will be an experiment that is ongoing. But laughing and I think maybe the other synchronicity that's so far out in the future that no one else needs to really think about this but uh, the due date is March 11th um, and the Gregorian I don't really go around going that's the galactic moon 16 or whatever it is I um, I know though what that is on the calendar and it's uh red spectral earth and the day before is yellow planetary warrior and the day before that is blue solar eagle which is my mom so if the baby is born on march 9th i will be eating some karma in having a child that's identical to my mom and the um sort of pseudo potential partner in all this is uh, Yellow Planetary Warrior, the 10th. So I'm like kind of wishful for that. The the mom, the bio mom is Yellow Spectral Warrior. So she's definitely going to have a baby on like Yellow Warrior or a Spectral Day. <laughs> I mean, her due date is just like couldn't be any closer to her own essence except if it were her day anyway thanks for listening if you don't have a kid i know it's really tedious like this is like me describing the dream i had last night like talking about potential future um childbirth slash parenting stuff is not going to be interesting to everybody so i'm going to rein it in but right now those are heavy heavy synchronicities i can't even impart them to the people involved like i can't make the adoptive mom learn about this stuff like in the dating scenario i don't want to put a ton of like portent on it and wishfulness and anticipation and then finally in terms of my mom i would never let that loose until it had happened she will be she's a clinical narcissist and she will just be so smug about it But anyway, those are synchronicities. 
Oh, and the day before my mom's, I have a very close friend who's going to be actively involved, who's a white galactic wizard, and that is the day before. So four days leading up to the actual day are pretty big. Thanks. Thanks for being there. Um, Okay, so like I said, the more immediate future that involves all of us is continuing through this yellow seed time. We're only on the fifth day. Um, We have the seven portals yet to come, and it takes us always through blue crystal eagle. The span of these two um, 10-day portal runs is always world bridger to eagle. And... Yeah, so when we get to Blue Eagle, like it's not going to be the Yellow Warrior Day after isn't going to have anything to do with um, the portals any longer. So for the next couple of days, um, you know, I I think when we hit the overtone, you can feel it maybe in your own experience of the day. Like I definitely had more energy on the overtone day than I did on Blue Self-Existing Hand, which was brutal in terms of no will and inertia. But getting into this overtone moment is always a liftoff. I don't know if it's, be- maybe it's because I'm overtone, but I just presume that that's what overtone does. It empowers us and it makes us radiant. And radiant means that we pulse out in all directions. We're not just linear and we're not not pulsing. We are like really streaming um and beaming rays of i don't know essence so yellow overtone star is portal like for that purpose of just like emphasizing that we're in the overtone yellow star itself i mean it's already happened by the time you've heard this i mean i'd love to think the best of yellow star it is this celebration of being art artistic ourselves, creating art, seeing the world as something we want to beautify, ourselves as something we want to beautify. I mean, I went hiking in a skirt, long maxi skirt. I don't know why, but that's a perfect example of of (laughs) Yellow Star Day. Like, why did I need to have like a whole, you know, gown effect on a dog walk, you know, on a mountain? Well, because that's just what happens when it's a yellow star. We're called to a kind of plumage that we see in birds. And if you think of the, the ancient Maya readying themselves for war, they would be dressed as birds, brightly painted and um, wearing feathers. And that's what yellow star originates from. It's like in order to war, we have to be magnificent like the male species of many many animals and and birds and so we're going to we're going to a red rhythmic moon we're going to a red moon day tomorrow maybe this is so you can hear the podcast and go oh red moon day red moon year thanks lisa for bringing it home to some of the red moon core principles that are evolving or taking deeper root in our lives. What is your purification process? Uh, And then that's Friday. And then Saturday is white resonant dog. It's like an 
ex-boyfriend. I don't want to think about it. It's a portal day. That's what I just always remember. Well, he's a portal. White resonant dog is calling forward uh, into the future. The white dog wave spell, which will follow red earth after yellow seed. So 20 days in the future is always sort of a secondary wave spell out in the future. Uh, it's not the immediate one, but it's next after red earth. So we have 20 days of life experience uh, and then we'll be in white magnetic dog. But right now we're just resonant. We're in like, I call it the hologram of it. The, you know, the clairvoyant vision of what the white dog wave spell will be. And it's going to be a day of loving. You know, we're going to have a day of being watery and then we're going to have a day of being in our hearts because that purification and fluid feminine aspect of self does also you know make us unguarded and strengthens our hearts and that's always the order of things red moon and then white dog and then blue monkey and so after your heart is open you can be more playful and innocent and childlike and it'll be blue galactic monkey remembering the blue monkey wave spell that was and yeah we'll see what that feels like all I can say about it is what I said recently which is just like well I was acting like quite a kid and then I had to grow up I mean I have um been in such a purification of my body process which involves not eating m&ms and stuff anymore which wasn't every day but it was like in the blue monkey wave spell it was two days in a row very childlike behavior and then i put aside my childish things my childish ways to be in the wave spell after so i don't know maybe we get to be childish and childlike for a day in the blue monkey day to come sunday blue galactic monkey and then a uh, yellow solar human i don't know why i had to make that little pouty noise but um i'll try to be back there's a lot going on and my energy is depleted but it does help talk about all this i'm lisa star i am another yourself and the Mayans say, and we say in honor of them, in La Keshe.